0: And welcome to the Fukoma Podcast. Season two, episode three, or nineteen, whichever we've started calling it season two, but uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna stick with it. Um our guest Today we are fortunate enough to have Spencer Albee, uh who really needs no introduction, but uh, musician uh, Bon Vivant, oh. uh, and a good friend of mine. Um, you we met me. uh, when we, we met in uh, at uh, local 188 back in the day, 2007, working at the restaurants. Yep, your, 2007. Yep, your when We first laid is... eyes on each other. Yep,
1: and we haven't we haven't broken eye contact since.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> I remember you were told. I was told that yeah. You know, you're going to meet Spencer. He's the rock star. You know, he just kind of takes off whenever he needs it. That is That is so
1: remarkably untrue. (laughs) 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 I actually had a a very rigorous uh, tour schedule uh, that I adhered to just like I did my work schedule. But but there are some times I just had to leave. I will also say that your reputation uh, preceded you as well. Um, It was Katie Shire now Pataki, ah, yes. gave me yes. gave me the, oh, you
0: haven't <laughs> met Joe yet?
1: You know, I was like, no. and yeah. Which is
0: funny because I had worked at the Snug before and Margaret was friends with, uh, like, Zach and a lot of other people, I thought. Yeah, um, yeah well, I was friends with it's Margaret. You know, everything happens when it's, it's meant to happen. That's know? right. Uh, and we proceeded to uh, essentially uh, spread joy throughout that restaurant for the next two years. Mm. Um, with our our, our, our comedy musings, our songs, our we songs came up with a couple, we did some originals. We we really uh, we really did a great reboot of uh, Twelve Days of Christmas. My goodness, um, <laughs> for the we staff, we did sort we of did the, it for the ju- staff. It was Christmas. Yeah, we did we it. Did, we did the sort of the uh, jabroni charity. remix. It's the jabroni remix of the oh, Twelve Days of gosh. Christmas. Well,
1: I, I'm not going <laughs> to say five trips
0: to he- Miami. <laughs>
1: I, re- I actually. That was a, uh, from my perspective, a sincere tribute.
0: I thought so too. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure everybody agreed. No, um, but it was. That's it's flattering if somebody actually takes a long time to write a song about you, even if they're making fun of you.
1: I like Anthony. And,
0: yeah. Yes, I, I do too. Yeah. We very, wouldn't if it was somebody we hate. We would not have, have have penned I would not have penned that masterpiece. Wouldn't have wasted <clears throat> uh,
1: wasted the thought.
0: Um. But, also, uh, there was a day when the. Uh, we discovered that I can do a pretty good "be real" uh, impression, mm-hmm. and then we, and then it, we incorporated Cypress Hill with, with breakfast cereal. Yep, Frosted um, Mini which we'll, wheats which we, balanced breakfast, which we're gonna play. Yeah, for everybody, and maybe? because it's just it's it's about food. It's about the most important meal of the day, which is breakfast. <laughs> and if you get your uh, if you get your uh, so your solid breakfast in. Including some frosted mini wheats. Now you're ready for school, and that's what we wanted to convey yep. with our with, with frosted with with, with, with mini wheats. I like to call it, shorten it to the back of when we were working on mini wheats. Um, you know,
1: well, I'll I'll, uh, I'll cue that tune up, and we can play it. And maybe this would be a good time to let uh, anyone listening know that uh, for funsies, uh, we're splitting an episode. So this half that you're hearing on yep. Joe's show will be part one. And if you feel like stopping by over
0: my house at spencer explores the universe and that would be part two okay and today is a actually a very special episode because Mm -hmm. we we begin in my studio Mm -hmm. uh and then halfway through uh we transition uh we go to spencer's house for spencer explores the universe so you're getting both shows uh in one shiny package Mm -hmm. um i don't i can't imagine anything that could go wrong with that we want other, other than the
1: part where I just said all that and then you said it again. This is going well, so smooth. I
0: figured you'd chop that up.
1: Yeah, I I'm just I'm going, not going on to. your cues.
0: Yeah, Pre- I'm just going on your cues. Presented here in in full full <laughs> idiocy. And if you like music, you'll love Deep Purple on TBU. <laughs> all right,
1: all right. Here's frosted mini wheats. Jesus,
0: frosted, frosted mini, mini, mini wheats. Catch like the sweet side. Frosted many, many ways Gonna flick a weak side. Here comes the cops to snatch my pop. But the LAP should have ate the their weed. So come and try to grab that, you I fucking silly rabbit. I'm slamming fruity pebbles like a fucking duck rabbit. Rice cream gives me nice drain. Lardos quitado. Pizza mojado. Snap crackle pop pop pop. Frosted many, many Wigs. <laughs> I was wondering why in this day and age mm-hmm. they would make they would they, why is there now a remake of high fidelity um <laughs> it's
1: too soon first of all
0: it's too soon I, I just don't i don't get it like what what about high fidelity they're like oh we, sh- you know, we should we should make a show yeah and just have it kind of follow the same formula and it's like lisa bonnet's daughter and she's in the obviously the original which isn't even you know nick horden obviously wrote the book um I just don't understand the thought process.
1: Yeah, it's not like I mean, take a movie like Robocop, which I think needs no updating. Um, but I can right. see why a studio would be like, you know what, we've got all these special effects now that we didn't have in nineteen eighty six. We can really we can really tart this thing up and, and roll it back out. But like like what about what about high fidelity needed updating?
0: <laughs> not zero. Zero And it, it was actually very relevant to the t- to the Time it came out, which I believe was 1999. It'll always be know. relevant because it's about relationships. Right. You know. The whole, like, record store culture. Yeah. I think, you know, that was more of a, you know, of that time and, and, and where it was set in Chicago. And, it was you still know. alive, though. The record store culture
1: remains alive. It's just like it's, you know, it's a smaller sect of the public, but it's also growing, you know. Um, yeah. More and yeah. more young people are getting into it. So, yeah, like, don't, don't update high fidelity. Maybe exactly. I mean if you want to continue to tell that
0: story, maybe I guess. Although it's a pretty... I mean the whole, and the whole premise of High Fidelity is that like old is better, right? <laughs> you know right. that the <laughs> you know the tricks played on people who, who were stupid enough to get rid of their turntables. You know like mm. uh, and yeah, now you go and, and, and remake that. Yep, and uh, very of clearly miss the point. The 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 um, quintessential gender swapping. You know, that is the hallmark of, of, of remakes now, you know, masterpieces like Overboard um, mm-hmm. that really were begging to the public really <laughs> needed that story to be told again. And, uh, you know, they couldn't Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn just left so much to be desired. They Left a lot of the that, table there because <laughs> yeah, left a lot on the table, and they're like, you know, we gotta, we got to bring Overboard back, because, and you know what we'll do? We'll have it be a guy. <laughs> we'll go Overboard, and everybody will love that.
1: And at least it restores
0: my faith that those movies do, do not do well. But somebody spent money that I could have spent on something cool on that movie. If you want to throw true. money away, just give it to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, there have been so <laughs> many... Like one remake that <clears throat> hit close to me, and I and I, I certainly have no interest in, in in dipping my toes in the water of of uh, like gender roles within the Hollywood system. Are you and gonna all, say all Ghostbusters? I'm gonna say Ghostbusters because it's yeah. like a, a property that's very close to my heart. If I had to choose one movie real quick, if you you had me in a threatening position, said name a movie, I'd be like Ghostbusters, you know. Um, yeah. And it means a lot to me. And then when that when that 2016 whatever reboot it ended up being was announced and i saw the cast of characters involved i was like ab- i mean this is all killer no filler these are great comedic actors and i felt like they just like squandered it yeah if you can't
0: make it with that cast the,
1: then it's the, just
0: it's not possible and director like, paul fieg's no joke either yeah
1: you know like uh, what
0: so it's just, it just just goes to show you know, regardless of who was in it's like this story did not need to be told. Like nobody, you know no. uh, it's like Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, like Oof. it did not need to exist. No. Um it's just and I think I've heard that they're that he he might be back too. I mean he's Yeah, they're they're making five. Oh boy, he's getting pretty old. Whatever. I don't know I, I, how much I,
1: I, I don't care. Like, they, they can all be crappy from here on out. I'm, I'll still go see it, you know, just, just for, like, the moments of nostalgia. But after that well, last one, like, my expectation. Like, okay, Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, classic, infallible, five stars, perfect yeah. film. Um, yeah. Temple of Doom, not as good, in my opinion, no. but still very no. good, you know. I mean, more last- far-fetched. Sure, sure, yeah, more magic-y, I guess. Well, not yeah. that. not that the... Ark of the Covenant isn't well, magic but, <laughs> but, right. but like, well, you know, right, right. The Last Crusade
0: is, I don't know, might be my favorite of them. I give that an 11 out of 10. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, I but, love it. I've memorized it. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, obsessed with Ilsa my entire childhood. That sure. like, was the hallmark of what I thought was attractive. Yeah. Uh, in a woman. <laughs>
1: Uh, a Nazi. Yeah, that's nice.
0: Blonde Nazi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that explains a
1: weird amount of you. She was to also me. a. She was
0: a doctor. <laughs> she was a doctor. Doctor Ilsa Schneider. Doctor <laughs> Ilsa Schneider. I had, you but, have your your father's eyes and my mother's ears, and but the rest belongs to you. That's right. Oh uh, boy,
1: the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, though, to kind of bring it back around, is so far below those movies in concept and quality that
0: it's almost not to be believed. Yeah. Like it shouldn't be. And it, it seems like and most people don't really acknowledge it when they're talking about Indiana Jones mm-hmm. um, because the, if you're able to ignore it. Mm-hmm. Whereas with something like star Wars, you know, there's so many things now that you can't just, mm-hmm. you have to finally admit that there are other movies besides the first three. Yeah. Uh, even though it took me a while to do that. I didn't want to. hmm um, and I still think that those are the only ones that matter. And a lot of people now, well, that, those are fighting words for a lot of people. Oh yeah. Um, people really love a lot of this new Star Wars stuff. Yeah. And uh, I don't, I don't get it. No. Much like Tom Hanks and Big with a building that turns into a robot, I don't get it. <laughs> What's fun about a building that turns into a robot? I don't understand.
1: <laughs> it's true. I, uh, I go in. Uh, you know, my my disappointment in the new Star Wars started with, um, when we were recording. R. R. Yeah, well, we were recording uh, uh, the Rustic's major label debut. We were at a residential studio in Western Mass. Tony Visconti was the producer of that record. Who's you know uh, Bowie T Rex? He's a very, you know, most legendary person, and. Um, that's the yeah, Phantom Menace came out, and we halted i mean this this is also indicative of a different time in the music business. We halted production in a twenty five hundred hundred dollar a day recording studio to hop into Tony's minivan and go to the theater and watch it and john rudes bless him he just he john just wants things to be good he just wants it to yeah. be good you know he's not he's optimistic he's super optimistic he's uh, just like a, a very kind person and yeah. i remember my my memory of aside from just watching this and, and being like what uh, what you know but but that part's kind of cool but what and. in so we're walking out, and John's just convincing himself. He's like, I, "I, think I liked it. It was good, right? I don't know, bud. I don't know. I think it might have been bad." You know,
0: uh, it's like when you, when you know, doing whether you're playing a show or, or doing stand up, mm. and you you walk off stage, and you knew you know how it went, but that like when you ask other people, you're like, "That was fine, right?" Like, that was, well, you know it wasn't very you good know because maybe good. you were too drunk or maybe you, yeah, it just didn't go well. Yep. But you have that like, I mean, that was totally fine tonight, right? I mean, it was like people were people were happy. Nobody said anything, did they? Like, mm-hmm. like you know that you know that yeah.
1: it did not go well.
0: Yeah, you know, you, you you either went really know. well,
1: and you know it went really well, or you were just in a, a headspace where you thought it was bad, but everyone else was like, "No, oh, that was great." But if you question, yes. <laughs>
0: Chances are,
1: one hundred percent of the time, in the middle of that, the questioned things, it's it's bad. Like almost like every time.
0: Yeah, you have to ask yourself. No, you
1: don't. You don't.
0: (laughs) I don't know how. Yeah, no. It it, and I could and I can actually picture John leaving the theater doing that. Yeah, Um, that was good, right? Because you're like, oh, there's some cool stuff. I mean, like, I think I liked it. Like, Darth Maul's pretty cool, and you know, that's pretty cool, right? That
1: sequence is amazing. The undersea sequence is quite good when they're going through the middle of the planet. You know, the I pod, really remember it. the pod racing scene is is good, but then there's just like there's the everything else and like I think what we're getting to here is that George Lucas though a genius for sure should not be he needs a layer in between he and decisions. And one yeah, one he, with, he, yeah. with, with with Star Wars if he's directing then he doesn't have that because who's going to say no to, you know, science fiction, Paul McCartney. Right. Right. But one would think in the case of Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull that the kingdom of the Crystal Skull, that Steve Spielberg would be that person. And I'm just kind of wondering where where he was at.
0: Yeah. Like what what part of this did you think was good? This movie.
1: I mean, there were like, there were good parts. There were there there was some like there were a couple moments where it had like the sense of adventure and kind of the mystery, and I, I liked the idea of of the the of it being like a, a sci-fi because it. Sci-fi movie because it it falls in the fifties, right? And that's when like you know the flying saucers were you know Roswell like that. That's cool. But there's
0: no Nazis. There's no Nazis, and I don't think it's an Indiana Jones film without Nazis. Yeah, but there was the Russians. The, Nazis. the Russians are fine. Yeah, but they're not. I mean, even that's what's missing from Temple of Doom. Yeah, you know? the Nazis. there's something about Indiana Jones foiling the Nazis. It's it's that a is win. Thrilling to watch. It's it's yeah. a
1: win every time. Yeah. Nazis, I hate these guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the the best the best movie villains of all time no one no one will top the nazis
0: the nazis set the i mean they really they sort of they set the bar i mean you think about the nazis um and the sort of they're they're very um sort of make, very hot right now like a lot of people are all into nazi movies or documentaries yeah it's but weird you, you see it on about,
1: netflix right like the amount oh, of yeah, and like I, and I'm,
0: inside hitler i watched all of them yeah. yeah, I watch. I've always been a World War II uh, aficionado, of, you know, World War One uh, buff. I guess you could say. Yeah, and uh, but you, you, it's like everything about the Nazis, like you know, down to like the fact that Hugo Boss designed like the uniforms, is that so true? they're wearing like that's true. Hugo Boss is in the Nazi Party, and he. Um, oh my God. He so you're like thinking about it, you know, and you're seeing like you're seeing like us in like drab olive kind of whatever, and then you see these guys in, like black sharp like silver skulls like lightning bolts and eagles and like mm-hmm. you know it's just like you know they they sort of became like yeah like you said like they define the villain like star wars like all yep. the empire are based on, oh, for on sure. the nazis for sure. like, all the uniforms all the look the structure mm-hmm. they just became this like quintessential villain uh which i think is, is, is pretty amazing and it works particularly well in the indiana jones uh films but it's funny because it's always Nazis with British accents.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's I, – I guess it, maybe it's just like inherent in, in our DNA because maybe as like uh, a nation started by people who pulled away from the British.
0: <laughs>
1: right. Know? Yes, but, we like to villainize them. Yeah, But, but also a nation uh, apparently uh, they can't be bothered with reading subtitles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, we hate subtitles. <laughs> we do. You know, so. I want to talk. I mean, I have learned so much Spanish from watching Narcos. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I watched all of them. Mm-hmm. They're delightful, uh, especially the, the Mexico ones are excellent. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't get subtitles are amazing. Like you start to, I, I love it when you actually don't. You start to not need them in certain parts. Yeah, like you know what they're saying, and you like you look down, and you're like, oh yeah, I, I nailed that. Like mm-hmm. I'm smart. I'm a smart guy. I I learned it by watching the TV. You're basically like <laughs> Daryl Hannah in Splash. <laughs> yeah. Now no, you you were uh, this is the last podcast. And I I I know you were talking about Splash, mm-hmm. um, with Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah. I was right. Yes. Tom Hanks. Yeah. And now the, there was like you know how there's always like the the poor man's version of of movies like there was like uh, like father like son then there was like yeah, vice yeah, yeah. versa vice versa yeah. Um. I feel like the I was trying to think of the poor man's version of Splash. I think remember Mannequin. Oh, Mannequin and Mannequin Two. (laughs) Mannequin
1: is in also. (laughs) Yeah, because there was also a Splash Two as in also Splash also. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, (laughs) that's amazing. Zach Jones and I went on a on a tear for a while when we were living together. Where we would Hollywood was going bananas for a period there in the late '90s through the early 2000s, where like all the studios were doing, it felt like was trying to beat the other studio to make the movie about a thing. So we would watch those movies. Uh, you know, first up, and the biggest example I think would be Armageddon versus Deep Impact.
0: But those versus were happening. What? Oh, Deep Impact, Deep Impact! Yeah, right.
1: <clears throat> and I think Deep Impact is a is a far superior movie to Armageddon. But I that said, I've seen Armageddon a zillion times still. And, uh, you know, plays like a, a big Michael Bay piece of shit, but it's kind of fun. <laughs> but then there's also Dante's Peak and Volcano. There was Mission yep. to Mars and Red Planet. There was, Oh, yeah, these are all, yeah.
0: There was uh, Ants and A Bug's Life. Wasn't there, like, Columbus and 1492? Sure. Or something? Yeah, there was two Columbus Yes. Yeah.
1: Just that, that, that competition to make the, the diet. Well, I mean— I think like Manaquin and Manaquin also were more of a response to something. Like Manaquin is to Splash <laughs> as GoBots are to Transformers, right? Trans- yes. Yeah, like or as
0: Iron Eagle is to Top Gun. Iron Eagle with Lou Gossett
1: <laughs> Jr. <laughs> yeah, Chappie. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> the Poor Man's Top Gun. The poor man's top gun. Oh man. Who's I think? Uh, Christian Slater, the poor man's uh, Jack Nicholson.
0: Jack Nicholson, who's I mean, now what would you say he's now the poor man's Jack Nicholson's the poor man's Jack Nicholson now? Andy
1: Garcia, the poor man's <laughs> Al
0: Pacino. <laughs> you see, it's it's important that we have these people to carry on the legacy. Yeah. I will say, um, as far as in the in the realm of 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 reboots and remakes, it's few and far between that I find one that I enj- not only enjoy but I'm like I'm glad that this was made. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, Cobra Kai, um, even though that has plenty of cringy moments mm-hmm. because it has to incorporate like kids mm-hmm. in their current state, mm-hmm. um, but it, Cobra Kai, for my money, I think is is the single best reboot. Of a series that we've, we're talking the you know thirty five years ago plus.
1: Now you know, Cobra Kai category. was an, a, a continuation of the story I believe left off in
0: Karate Kid Part Two. uh um, well it's it's technically after at the end of Karate Kid One because one. it really starts more with Johnny's story, uh, and obviously Johnny doesn't he's not doesn't go to Japan. With Daniel in a like, in Karate Kid two, they do make refer they make a reference to Karate Kid three at one point. Mm. That guy John like Silver or whatever his name mm-hmm. was, um, but there's not really any talk. I, it, it, like, and Daniel's like really annoying, but it's like perfectly fine. Like you're, like this is totally who he would be mm-hmm. if you know as a as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's I think it's. It's definitely assumed that all those things had happened in the past, uh, maybe with the exception of Hillary Swank. although maybe she'll make make a cameo. You never really know. So what they're doing Um, is they're
1: continuing the story. They're telling a new story.
0: They're telling a new story. They're telling a story of, like, what Johnny's become. It starts out with, you know, Johnny's just, like, you know, like, manual laborer, like, a drunk, Mm -hmm. like, lives in a shithole apartment. You know, Mm -hmm. and it just, it's, and then it like, he inadvertently gets into a fight with these like kids and you see that he can still kick ass Mm -hmm. and uh, it just, it kind of goes, he gets like coerced into, you know, training one of the guys who witnessed it and and then it just be, and then he just starts, you know, having something to live for again, Mm -hmm. you know, with a Cobra Kai. And so he starts it and then.
1: Starts to tighten uh, it up. it's,
0: It's, it's, it's great. I mean, it's like, it's. He's so, uh, he's so perfectly flawed and like b- beautifully stuck in the eighties. Like, you know, using words like "is she a babe" or, you know, he, he, <laughs> like, um, I, I don't know. It, it, there's just a few a few scenes where you know it's. Like when he discovers the internet and he's like, the first thing he Googles is like wet t-shirt contest, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And he's like, yeah, awesome. Like, and there's definitely a, a scene where he's, he's watching Iron Eagle uh, in it, oh, actually the first episode. But yeah, I can, I can definitely recommend Cobra Kai. There's been two seasons of the second season. The, the bad sensei from the first uh, movie comes back as well. Uh, John Kreese who was in Rambo, and they have the picture of him in the office of actually him in Rambo, but they're making pretend that it's him in the military. Oh, that's funny. He was was gone. Yeah. Um, Another one. Okay, now Rambo. They made another Rambo. I didn't see it. I I had no desire to see it. Last Blood or something?
1: Last Blood. Uh, That's a
0: movie that I'm
1: going to watch. Um, I, I save a special brand of movies for when I'm, like, incapacitated or under the weather and I just need to, like, lay on the couch all day. And that movie falls into that category. And that category is like, does it matter if I fall asleep? Right. You know, so like I have no, I'll watch it out of morbid curiosity. Just like the last one was like, (laughs) you know, it was so over the top and terrible. Oh.
0: Yeah. I mean, the only Rambo, I mean, the first one was like very nuanced. It was like an excellent It's a movie. It's a movie by the guy who made
1: Rocky, (laughs) you know?
0: Right. 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 And then it just goes to this like. Over the top, like you know, the machine gun that's like six feet long, yeah. and, you know, like something that they explode. were using, in, like aliens, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what it's it sort of you know, it jumped to this, like, and then it took on like the whole like America, you know, thing. And mm-hmm. uh, whereas the Americans are basically the villains in the first one, that's right, essentially. The that's yeah. right,
1: it's, it's the system has failed him, yes, you know, not yeah. just like let's get this killing machine back to Vietnam vibe. Right, you know, <laughs> I think, I think, I think Vietnam will
0: be fine without us. <laughs> I think we've yeah, it's history. The, has proven en- that yeah, enemies sure. They go into the Middle East, so they go into Vietnam, and they go into Russia. You yeah, know, like yeah, who are
1: we mad at now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> China. I mean, you know, I just get prepared for a lot of uh, uh see a lot of China in movies. Yeah, oh, boy. Oh, boy. There are our new little pet project. You know, uh, speaking
1: uh, of uh, uh, reboots that are worth it and you're right far and few between and one comes to mind um well actually i will say that i really enjoyed the 2009 star trek reboot i thought they did a really good job with that
0: a um, lot of people i've not seen it but oh, a lot of people agree with you, you should
1: certainly watch it it's like i whatever aversion you have uh, to star or star trek that might i, make you I feel don't like have you, any
0: aversion. i just was never a big fan
1: yeah exactly so i think that i think that you as as a star wars person too if you watch that it would make it would it would work for you. It makes sense. Yeah, as far as, I, mean, I like sci-fi, right? And as far as the resulting sequels, uh, whatever, um, they have their moments, but they're flawed.
0: But uh, no, the, every, everybody is freaking out about this new one Ooh.
1: with Patrick. Oh Stewart. God, I, I don't even want to get started on that. That I I give okay. that uh, a solid F.
0: Okay, so that sucks. Uh, it's nuanced <laughs> in
1: why it sucks. Like they pointed the cameras in the right direction. Uh, Patrick Stewart is amazing, always. Um, yeah. But this is like it's what they chose to do with the story and the the ride they decided to take the 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 audience on, and the way they wrapped it up left me in like I, I'll just say that I finished the episode and immediately called Zach Jones to be like, what the fuck, <laughs> you know? Uh, so no, yeah. not not that not that one. I thought Discovery was pretty good, but the one that I like, the reboot that I like. Like to call Star Trek a reboot, it's like it's just, it's been in pop culture since the 60s. It's just like, it's, start, it's just more Star Trek at this point. That's yes, not like it's a been reboot. a TV
0: show. It's been a, yeah, it's movies. Like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. been everything. Yeah.
1: But uh, have you seen Fargo, the TV show?
0: Oh, that is absolute masterpiece. And that is masterpiece. a masterpiece. Like, it, and that took me a while. It took me a while to watch that. People like Josh, who we used to work with at local, and yep. people who I'd be like, okay, he, he was gushing over. And I'm like, this isn't a guy who gushes over things. In general, um, and I, I, it still took me like another two years mm-hmm. uh, before I finally. And then I just I, I plowed through the three. This new season coming out at the end of this year. Yeah. Um, I plowed through. I mean, I think, and it's 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 just like because I was like, how could you make a movie out of Fargo? I've right, seen Fargo a, show, a million right. times? And then you realize it's just like, it, it 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 correlates, but it doesn't it doesn't need to at all. Like it's that same atmosphere. It's that same dark cold. You know, Billy Bob Thornton is probably my oh, favorite role. I my think my
1: God, he's so good.
0: He's so <laughs> he's good. So good.
1: I mean, everybody everybody Yeah, I can't wait. I, I think there's a fourth season. I need I need to watch it. I've been waiting for there it. There is.
0: It's coming out at the end of the year. And oh, actually okay. Chris Rock is gonna be in it. I know that Chris Rock is gonna be in it. Um
1: Yes. Wow. The
0: third season third season with Ewan McGregor playing both himself and his twin brother. <laughs> yeah. Um was amazing. Plus it included one of the one of the hardest scenes. For me to watch in a in a show ever is where they they make the guy drink the pee out of the cup. Um, mm, I don't remember <laughs> that scene. Well, that's probably good. It's the guy who plays Arnold Rothstein in Borwalk Empire, and he's like uh, Ewan McGregor's sort of uh, right hand man in the company. Oh yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah. The scary yeah, men, yeah, yeah. the scary men make that. him drink the pee, and it's it's
1: it's nauseating. Tough. Yeah, Nausea- yeah.
0: It's, well, it's nauseating. What I liked about that show. Was
1: that they? I mean, yes, it is a masterpiece, but also that it's not continuing to tell the story told in Fargo. But what it proposes is that Fargo is its own universe in yes. which these things take place, and it never it's occurred to like me. You to almost think
0: want to of, make a Fargo role playing game. It made the, you know, it made like,
1: the movie better to me because it never occurred to me to think about the movie in that way either. You know, yeah. like to me, the movie I took I took it at face value, like. Here is a true story of a, a, you know, a bumbling idiot who fucks up a crime and people die <laughs> as a result as told only in the way that the Coen brothers could tell it. Yes. Right. And yeah. I was satisfied with thinking of it just like that. It's one of, you know, it's in the it's a top 20 movie. You know, it's it's one of the classics. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even say top 20. It's It's one of the great movies of all time. Yeah, it has and, all
0: the characters you'd expect from like Lebowski and all the sure, like you sure. know like those random scenes yep. and
1: yeah, the dialogue obviously is like through the roof like yeah. Aside from Tarantino, I think that th- th- those those guys are the best with dialogue.
0: I think that I think that they've eclipsed Tarantino personally. Fair, was that's as, fair. I was just about to say that. I think that Tarantino in the '90s was was one thing. Um, I think Tarantino currently. I think that the Coen Brothers are. are, are have moved on to something. They they've become something, reinvented themselves in a way, but kept the integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, I do like it, and there is the whole in Fargo. I mean, like in the show, I mean there are direct references to the movie. Yeah, you know, with like the the money and all, you know, and all right. that. Like it's all there's a so it happens after we know that,
1: right? But, uh, right, but that it that it happens independently in a way, you know. If you hadn't seen the movie, yeah. you could still watch the show and
0: it would hold up. A- Absolutely. You and know. I recommend everybody watch Fargo. Fargo's amazing. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's... If you, you know, want
1: to of... watch somebody drink pee, this is the show for you.
0: <laughs> you're into that. But you don't get to do it until the third season.
1: Yeah. Don't cheat now. And and the, and the, don't,
0: the, don't skip ahead. <laughs> no, don't. And the actors they choose, you know, you're like, wow, ah. Bokeem Woodbine, like, Killing it, Kirsten Mike Dunst. Mike Milligan in the second, yeah. K- Jesse Plemons, like, yeah, yeah. Kirsten Dunst, like, it, uh, who, who's the dude so... who plays? Um,
1: uh, I always forget his name. He's in Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch, and he's also oh, he plays
0: he plays uh Lester, right?
1: Malcolm, yeah, blonde guy, British guy. First season, yeah. I don't know the actor's name, but I can never remember his name. He, I feel he, bad that. because he's he's like one of those like Arlie Ermy type actors who's like. Oftentimes makes the everything that he's in, you know,
0: like way better. And I I kind of like um, David Costabile, who you know he's in, uh, uh, you know, Billions. He was in the Dirt. Uh, He was in the Wire. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. I've never uh, seen the Wire.
1: I've never seen the Wire. I'm actually. Oh, the Wire
0: is is incredible. But he was like, you know play the concords it's like mel's husband who got fired from oh, the oh, oh yeah, university okay. yeah yeah he's one of those people that he can show up in any show and make it twice as good mm-hmm. and you know it takes a while to even get to know his name and we, we can't even think of the other guy's name the blonde guy yeah <laughs> if only there's a like, way
1: that you and i could
0: find that information out <laughs> i know where would we look i don't know i don't <laughs> have any books it's crazy So what do you say? uh, uh, My Encyclopedia Britannica is hopelessly outdated. (laughs) I'm missing. I'm missing Q through R. (laughs) (laughs) Who would do? What kind of savage would (laughs) would break up a collection like that? (laughs) That's actually a really like funny, mean thing to do to somebody. Just steal a random volume. Yeah, (laughs) because they, you know, they couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah, they they they'd they'd, they'd probably seek to replace it endlessly. Yes. Well, and they and, get one that the quality is clearly worse than the rest of their collection. Yeah. Or it's, because yeah. the person lied on eBay about it. <laughs> and, uh. Hey, Joe, what
1: do you say uh, we take a little break and uh, jump over uh, to the other show? Yep, let's do it. In order to hear part two, just search for Spencer Explores the Universe wherever you found this show. Same dumpster, different fire.